Hey, 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 you guys. Thank y'all so much for being back on Black Canvas. We're still in season nine. And we have an amazing guest here on the show. And he goes by the name of Spin. He is a musical artist originally from Birmingham, Alabama. He is love for music, came shortly after his collegiate basketball career, where he was an All-American and also the Conference Player of the Year. COVID took a huge toll on Spin's mental state. Spin was working at a warehouse where one day he randomly freestyled in front of friends at the time, and his friends believed he had potential to actually make something of himself with music. Next day, his friend took him to a studio where Spin recorded his first song and fell in love with everything about it. The writing, the recording, the finished product, the whole process he fell in love with. From that point, Spin took it upon himself to find himself in his music with certain melodies and emotional punchlines that fans could enjoy. He decided to pack up and move to Austin, Texas to chase his dream and become a successful artist. Not even a full year later, Spin has four release songs with one carrying over 40,000 streams on Spotify alone. Also, his newly released single, Best Believe, has given him much momentum as an artist going into 2023. Fans are gravitating heavily toward the melodic, heartfelt spin. He is now booked to perform, and he just did that recently, you guys, at the SXSW Music Festival in Austin, Texas, on the hip hop since 1987 stage and the IE512 live mixtape stage in March 2023. Spin wants his supporters to know he is forever grateful for the support he is given as an artist and there are major things that are coming up and I'm gonna allow him to share that toward the end of all the great news. But I'm just so excited to have Spin here on the show. Thank you for being here. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. So this is fun, you guys. We've been talking back and forth for the last couple of weeks and I'm just so excited to have him on the show. I think he's an amazing artist and I want to congratulate you for giving a great performance in Austin at the festival. I heard you did an amazing job. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it was, it was great, man. It was great. Uh, first and second ever uh, show um, and I couldn't ask them to go better. Awesome. So I created some questions um, that I thought would be really cool for me to ask you if you're ready. We're going to kind of go rapid fire with some, and then some are going to be, of course, a lot more um, heartfelt answers that you may need a little bit more time to kind of answer each one. So if you're ready, I can kind of go straight into it. Yes, All right. Sir, so the ready. first question I want to kind of talk about is the festival. So do you mind telling us about your performance and like what went into you performing just recently at the festival? Yeah, so it was the South by Southwest Music Festival, a uh, pretty huge event down here in Texas, in Austin, Texas. Um, yeah, it was great, man. Shout out to Hip Hop since 1987 for having me. Shout out to my guy H, um, who actually got me put on the stage. Uh, it was great, man. It was a packed house. I think it had 1,500 people uh, on the first day, Wednesday, and on the second day, uh, Friday. And uh, it was a lot, man. It was... Um, kind of stressful for it being my first performance ever uh but man once I was on the stage I, I was I was so comfortable uh it just it, it felt like I was supposed to be there so it was uh it was great man and got a lot of great feedback from it as well so can I'm looking forward to this summer I'm supposed to be doing more music festivals this summer man man I'm excited for you I think as a new artist that's one of the best things to kind of test 
where you are in your career, just getting out there, hitting the road, um, definitely having people supporting and backing you. Um, the fans are definitely going to tell you what they want you for sure once they start um, mm -hmm. being able to gravitate and hear more about your music. But speaking of your music, um, can you tell us more and describe your musical style? Yeah, um, this, this is a good question because I don't know. It's kind of weird. Um, I guess my genre is hip hop. But whenever someone asks me, I kind of just say alternative hip hop uh, just because of like the different melodies, uh, the way I'm uh, delivering the message. I wouldn't really want to classify it as just hip hop. It got a little pop in there, a little country. Um, so it's a mixture of three different genres, if not more. So um, it, it's different. Um, I love it because it's my own. It's my own style. Um, and it's genuine. That's that's the biggest thing for me. I want my fans and the people who really support my music to understand that they're getting a fresh spin song every time I release one. And it's actually my work. So, um, yeah, that's a little bit about my style, man. It's, it, it's different. It definitely takes a couple of times to listen or really sit down on and really listen to to understand the message. But there's a message in every song. I love that. And that's some of your best artists that we can think of. Um, like Kendrick Lamar being one example of an amazing artist who has a story. J. Cole is another one I like to listen to. So I came up with something maybe you can trademark and use for yourself. Why don't you call it like Spin Hop? <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> so that might be something cool. So I'm giving him that, you guys. That's when he's going to trademark. And then when people hear you, they'll be like, Spin Hop. Oh, I like that. <laughs> that's cool. Appreciate that. All right. <laughs> So speaking of like different people in the music industry, um, when we talk about dealing with negative comments, how do you deal with that when people are maybe saying negative things either related to your music or just the music in general? How do you feel that people can manage that in their musical journey? Um, I feel like if you're really serious about your craft and what you do, I mean, what others say really can't, you know, throw you off your path. You know, of course, we all think about the things that said about us because it's about us, you know, or our music. Um, so, I mean, it's it's OK to hear it out, you know, let it go in one ear and out the other. And take what you need from it and, and, and just get better. I use it as fuel for myself. I mean, um, in terms of negative comments, I mean, I'm not really my, my, my family isn't really the most supportive when it comes to my music. But I know that this is my journey. Um, I feel like this is what God has called me to do. Um, just reaching people who's going and dealing with the same things I'm dealing with. So I know that's bigger than anything any human can tell me. So um, it's, it's, it's more important to just focus in and lock in on what you want to accomplish in life and make sure that that gets done. Because if you want it done, it'll get done. I'm a firm believer in that. I think that's true. And I think the hardest thing for many artists, like you said, when you don't have that familial support or maybe someone who's doubting your progress and they're expecting you to be at a different level that you're not at just yet. I always remind people that every artist has a starting point and some of our major artists that we know and love today, you know, we may not ever see that on television or know exactly where it started, if it was underground or if it was, you know, in a basement or doing other things. You, you, Everyone has to take their own path to get there. And so I'm just so glad for you, you're getting these amazing opportunities and we're going to talk about one of the biggest ones um, that you and I talked about briefly 
um, earlier this last, you know, last week. But I think it's going to be really good for people to know more about the things you're doing and a lot of the amazing things that are upcoming for you. But I'm so excited when we talk about like artists on the charts. I love listening to artists in the top 40, top 100. If you could choose one artist that's in the top 40 right now that you're dying to work with, who would you choose? And the second part of that question is if you had one city you could travel to and tour that's on your bucket list, what city would you choose to perform at? Ooh, that's tough. One artist. Uh, if I got to go just complete. Ooh, that's tough. One artist. Uh, shout out to Juice World. If if he was still alive, I definitely would have said Juice World. Um, just because of how broad his genre is. Um, if it has to just be one, man, I'm going to have to say Justin Bieber. I love the creativity. I'm a creative artist, my, artist myself. Um, not really just in one box. So, yeah, I, I would have to go with Justin Bieber, man. I like that answer. Now, where would y'all tour? What city? Uh, it's kind of cliche, but I might have to say L.A., man. I can't wait. It's my it's my dream to hit the Rolling Loud stage, man. I can't, I can't wait for that day. So, I, I might have to say L.A., Man, I like that one. And I've never been there myself. So that would be a great city. I could see you performing like in another country. Like I could almost see you like in, let me uh, see. I'm going to pick one. Like the, the UK would be a good one for you as well. Uh, I, I I would love to perform out there. I, I dream about that a lot as well, just performing overseas. Uh, that really seems like my crowd as well in terms of my music. Um, and more of like the festival scene. So yeah, that I, I love that one. UK is, yeah, that's up there. Awesome. So we're going to have spin hop in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> so now let's say if you had a superhero alter ego, who would you say would okay. be your superhero alter ego and why? I would have to say Spider-Man. Um, I would definitely have to say Spider-Man. I say that because you know how like he was one person at night, but he was his regular self during the day. It's it's weird, but that's kind of how I feel with my music. Like, uh, cause you know, I'm, I'm still grinding. I'm still hustling at this point right now in my career, but that that's how I kind of feel. I know when I lock in to write a song or if I'm locking in to do a show at nighttime, I kind of just become a different person. Um, to give the people what they want, to give the people who support my music what they want. So I I, I definitely feel like Spider-Man. I definitely... And, and and also that because during the day, it's like I'm off to myself thinking about the things that I have to do at night, you know, to prepare for, you know, the studio or, like we said, a show or writing. So I, I, I would say Spider-Man for sure. I like that one. So for me, I'm going to kind of go in a different direction. I love X-Men. So I would definitely choose the Beast or Cyclops because I just love both two uh, of my favorites. No, that's a good one. I like that one. <laughs> that's, that's a, a different one. example of Beast Mode, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, if you could choose one athlete um, that you would model your life after, who would you choose? I know, you, of course, you were successful in basketball. But who would you choose as an athlete that you? Mm-hmm. Uh, athlete wise, 
It's, it's, it's cliche again, man. I know a lot of people say it, but I would probably say LeBron if I just had to go right off my head. Um, I would say LeBron because he's beat a lot of adversity and he's he made some out of himself without making any excuses, you know. Um, life's tough and that is that's just a part of it, you know, especially when you're a person of color, you know. It, it, it can get real rough, but at the end of the day, man, if you can break out and make some of yourself and reach back and help others and, you know, there's, there's nothing better than that. So um, I see LeBron doing it with my eyes and what I see on social media. So I, that would definitely be an athlete I would model myself after. I love that. I think I would choose Giannis because I love that he's yeah. been so supportive of mental health and with me being a, a LPC. And I've seen him give money and give mm. back to people in his area where you know, in Milwaukee and just being able to assist people with mental health. I feel like when any athlete takes their platform and they can kind of expand it in a positive direction to help so many other people, I just admire that so much because that's something you really don't see too often, um, especially talking about these issues and on a global you know, standpoint. So yeah, Giannis would probably be one. And then the second one, I love Grant Hill. I'm a big Duke Blue Devils fan growing up. So I've always, I go way back to the 80s, okay. 90s. That was some of my favorite teams. And so, yeah, I mean, Grant Hill has always been someone I admired. And then knowing that um, he and his wife, Tamia, they had a, a child that had special needs and and the way that they've been able to kind of help and support and once again, raise awareness to a lot of things that are going on in the world. Um He's someone I definitely admire as well. And he was great as a sportscaster as well. So, Yeah, I, I like those two. Uh, like you said, especially about the mental health, that's a real huge um, aspect in the Black community that's, that's slept on. Um, and so for Giannis to um, take a part in that, yeah, that, that's huge. Because um, we're dealing with it every day, and especially a lot of athletes that have made it, that's in the NBA or the NFL, you know, they're, they're dealing with a lot that they don't speak on or probably can't speak on, you know, or they feel that they can't speak on it because they can, but it's not really big in our community to speak on things like that. So, yeah, that's that's a great one. And Grand Hill. I appreciate it. Yeah, I love both of them. I feel like they, they represent a lot of positivity in our culture, uh, which we need to start seeing more of. Now, when we talk about your personal and professional life, how do you feel like you are able to manage the two? Because I know that can be very difficult at times. Oh, man, yeah. It, it, it is tough. Uh, I feel especially right in the uh, – well, maybe a little bit before. I'm, I've, I've kind of got it fit, figured out now. Um, but, yeah, it's tough, man. I just recently, you know, got engaged to my fiancé this past Christmas. And, uh, you know, we – it, it was it got to a point where I didn't know how to manage necessarily music and um my personal life because I was writing twenty four seven just going to the studio as much as I could uh spending excessive amounts of money on just music um but I had to sit down and you know understand that it's it's my life but i I have other responsibilities too. So I, I I think that's that's very big. Um, being able to manage the two that that's huge. I'm I'm literally just now figuring it out, and it's almost been two years. Uh, so yeah, it's it, it it's good, man. It's just like you told me last week. Really, just writing things out 
that's that's really the biggest thing you could do. Write them out and, and follow what you write down. And I, I feel like that could change a lot. Absolutely. And I would like to dedicate this episode to her, if you would like. Oh, man. Yeah, appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'll let her know. I think it's important to have people in your corner who support you. And congratulations once again on that. I feel like it's important as you continue to evolve in your career, you want to have the right people around you for the right reasons. And also just remembering where you came from, because a lot of people forget the challenges they face when they get to a pinnacle of success. And I'm just very excited for you because I could just see you going up and up the charts and really making a name for yourself. So it's great that y'all are starting off on a great foot. Uh, man, I, I appreciate you. And yeah, that's a whole nother conversation, but huge shout out to Tay. Uh, she keep me grounded. You know, um, when I was going into my professional basketball career, she was there supporting me. Before I had even made a song, she was there. So she's seen the transition from me playing basketball, being who I was in that state, to now the music and having to make a whole new name for myself as an artist. And, you know, times get tough, but she she never left. And she's been there supporting me since day one, my biggest supporter. So, um, yeah, I just I can't wait to give it a world, man. So speaking of like our past and our present, this is a question I ask every guest. If you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would you say to your younger self? Oh, man. That's a good question. Um, <laughs> it's so much. Uh, mm, let's see here. Because it, it's so much you can say uh, about time. Um, about the way you move as a, as a youngin. Um, but if I had to say one thing to tell myself, it would probably be be patient. Um, and being patient doesn't mean slowing up on the work or slowing up on what you're working on. It just means uh, enjoy the process. Um, that's another thing I had to learn with music because I did basketball since I was the age of three and stopped when I was 23 or 22. So, and that, that took a lot of time. I mean, I didn't really have a name for myself in basketball until my senior year in college when I was 21. So that's an 18 year difference, you know? So just even with music, you know, like it's just putting the work in and working constantly day by day, but understanding that you're not gonna be in the same position forever. You can't, especially when you put the work in, like it, it's literally no way possible. So. Yeah, I would, I would, the most important thing I would tell my younger self is be patient. If I had to say one more thing, it was just, it, it would probably be surround yourself with the right people. Um, I feel like I've been pretty good at that. Um, but also with basketball, when I first got into music, uh, I forgot who said it. It was a popular artist. Oh, well, I heard Rod Wave say it. Rod Wave said, you're never going to finish with who you start with. And I mean, even on this musical journey, that's almost that will be two years in May. I've I've lost really majority of my friends in it. And you know, I don't know. It's it's hard to call them friends because if they're your friends, you know, they support you regardless. Um, they make sure you have what you need, they make sure that you're you're okay with what you're doing. I mean, because I would do that for them, but you know, it's it, it's just surrounding yourself with the right people. 
that, that that would be the second biggest thing I would tell myself. I love that. And I do want to kind of help you with that statement. I feel like those friends were there for a reason in the season and that they can still help you to be able to change your mm -hmm. expectations about what you need from people versus what you want from people. Because I feel like um, there's some people I've been friends with for over 20 some years and we're still very close. And I don't even talk to half of them every single day. And there's some people who I've known for a very short limited time and there's not a strong connection, but I feel like it, it's all in your intentions and where you're going and what you're wanting for yourself. And if the right people really do support you, you know, there's some people who are going to be friends, some are associates, some are, you know, going to be teachers in your life, um, teaching you what you will and will not do moving forward. And then those people were there when you needed them at that time. But as you continue to elevate um, in your career, you don't want to have the same people if they have negative energy or they're not, you know, wanting to get better or make changes. You get to choose, hey, that's, this isn't what I want to surround myself with anymore. So I always say, hey, you know, they were friends when you needed them, but now mm -hmm. you don't really need them anymore. You know, you need to take care of you first. And I feel like that's something that I really want you to always take with you is self-preservation, taking care of me so I can be there for others um, when they, they want me to be there. And then if I choose to set boundaries, that's okay. It doesn't mean I'm a bad friend. It just means I have to take care of me first. I appreciate that. Yeah, that that that's... You summed it up great. Um, just really taking care of yourself first. That, that would be something I, I would tell my youngest self. I went through a lot and dealt with a lot of heartache, you know, from trying to be there for others or take care of others before I took care of myself. And Life's been better ever since I started taking care of myself first. You know, it's less expectations out of people, like you said, so. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And then we're going to talk more about that on the other podcast that you and I talked about embracing your love marks, because there's a lot of stuff personally mm -hmm. that you and I talk about privately, that I think would be really good for that show. Mm -hmm. So people can really learn more of that journey it's taking for you to get to who spin is now. Mm -hmm. no, I appreciate Oh, that. yeah. So I got a few more questions for you. So one of the main ones I love to ask our each guest, of course, is what's next for you? And do you mind telling our listeners where can they find you online? Yeah, so uh, next, I mean, I have my first solo uh, EP coming out in April um, with my new music group I'm with now called Cage Riot. Uh, shout out to them for taking me on and really being there to help push my music and push me as an artist. Um, I plan to do a few music festivals this summer going into the end of the year. Um, that's, that's what you guys can really expect from me here soon. And you can find me on all social media platforms and all uh, music streaming platforms at 1K Spin, the number one, the letter K, and then Spin, S-P-I-N. Man, I'm excited. I cannot wait. You know, I'll be the first one definitely supporting. So once it comes out... <laughs> Text me, let me know so I can definitely share it. And I would definitely love to share with, with people I know that to support as well. Oh, man, I will do. Will do. I appreciate you. Absolutely. So the last question I have for you, I'm kind of going to throw you off on this one, but I thought it'd be a fun one. So do you okay. mind telling us your first album that you ever owned? And do you mind also letting us know how has your writing changed from when you first started writing to where you are now? Oh, man, that's that's a great one. Um my first ever album. So I can't remember the album name exactly, but growing up, um, my people were really big into Michael Jackson. And so, I mean, even going from Jackson 5 
up until when he was fully grown. I mean, those those were the first albums, songs, tapes I, w- I was listening to. So it, I forgot it. The, the first one specifically, but I would I know for a fact it would be a Michael Jackson tape. Um, would be the first thing I listened to. So that would be that. And uh, what was the second question again? Um, do you mind telling me how your writing has changed um, over the time since you first started writing? Oh yeah, that that's that's a great one. So when I first started writing, I was writing straight raps. You know, I didn't really know how to structure a chorus, verse, chorus, or verse, chorus, verse, chorus, you know, things of that nature. So I didn't understand that until one day, one of my friends was like, yo, like you make great music, like you, you like your rapping is great, but you're not making a song. And so when I found out about actually, you know, writing a hook and writing a verse, that kind of changed my whole style into... I wanted to learn more melodic um, tunes I could carry. And that that's what changed my writing to what it is today, which is more melodic, alternative um, type rapping. Um, yeah, so that that's, that's what I would say has changed. It, it, it's changed a lot from rapping into writing. But what is a great thing that I've also learned is that just sitting down writing raps is 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 such a great thing because that's really the basics. Like, that's the structure. So if you can sit down and write a rap, and it's actually good. Like, if you write a rap and it's actually good, and you record it good, you really could expound on that and go into so much, in so much more deeper things, because that is, you have the the basics already done. The, the structure is done, so. I love that. I mean, I think that's one of the best things <clears throat> with rappers is being able to structure and be able to, to share their music in a certain way. But also, like you said, um, the engineering plays a big role. Yes, yes, a very big role. Absolutely. Well, Spen, like I said, this has been so much fun. I'm just excited, first of all, that you agreed to be on the show and talking openly about your issues and things that you've learned in music and just being supportive of, of your career that you've had. Those people really do want to see you get better and to move forward. And so I'm excited. I can't wait for the music to come out. And who knows, there may be something huge on the horizon that we are unaware of that's going to happen for you very soon. I hope so. <laughs> I appreciate you so much. And shout out to Black Canvas, man. Uh, I love what the, the company is about, the business is about um, spreading positivity. You know, make sure you tell somebody you love them today. Uh, we're all about positive energy over here, so... Yeah, thank you for having me on, man. I I, I hope to be on again soon. Well, you're going to be on again soon, very soon. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. you. Because I would love to hear you perform your music, definitely, and just share more of your story. Oh, for sure. I'm excited. You got me ready already. All right. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for being here. And let's remember you guys to embrace our uniqueness because the world is our canvas. All right, Spin. Well, you have a great rest of your day, Mm -hmm. and I'll be talking with you soon. You're yes, welcome. sir. You too. Thank you. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Come, come.
Don't you know what you mean? Don't you know what you mean? Don't you know what you mean?